अथ चर्ग अथ रामश्चीताजलक्ष्मणश्चता उपसंग्रह्य राजक्रुर्दीना प्रदक्षिण तापि सामुज्ञाप्य धर्म सीतया राघवशोक सूढ़ो जननीम्यवादयत अन्वक्षम लक्ष्मणो भ्रात कौसल्याम्यवादयत अतुस्सुमित्राग्राह चरण पुनः तम वंदमृदती माता सौमित्रिम्रवीत हितकामूर्ध्युपाघ्रा लक्ष्मण सृष्टस्व वनवासा स्वनुरक्तुहृजने रामे प्रमादी पुत्र भ्रातरीगछति यसनीवास मृद्धो वगतिरेश लोके सताम धर्मो यज्येष्ठवशो भवेदम हि वृत्तमुचित कुल सनातनम दानं दीक्षा यु तनुगो मृधेशु लक्ष्मण मुक्सौ संसिधं प्रिय राघव सुमित्रागछ गुनपुनुवाच तम दशरथम विधि विधिजनकात्मज अयोध्यामटवी विधिगछताथम ततस्वंत्र काकुत्स्थम प्राजलिर्वाक्यम्रवीत विनीत विनयतलवासवरोह भद्रं ते राजपुत्र महायश क्षिप्रम तापयिष्याम वक्ष्यसे चतुर्दश वर्षा वस्तव्यानेचोदिता तम रथम सूर्यसंकाशम सीता हृष्टेन चेतसा आरोहवरारोहत्वाकनवासम हि संख्या वाता सैभरणा भर्तामनुगछ्यीताशुरो दौ तथवायुधजाता भ्रातृभ्यांकवचापस्थे प्रवीण्य सचर्म कठिन चयत अथोज्वलन सकाशम चाक विभूषित तमारुहतस्तूर्ण भ्रातरौलामलक्ष्मण सीता तृतीयाूढ़ा रथमचोदयत सुमंत्र सम्मतायुवेग सामजवे प्रयाते तो महारण्यम चिरात्रा राघवे बभूवनगरे मूर्छा बलमूर्छा जन सत्सकुसंभ्रांतमुपीप हयसिंजित निर्घोषं पुरमासीन्महास्वनम तत सृद्धा सा पुरी परमपीडिताद्रव घर्मात पृष्ठतुन्मुखा बाष्पूर्ण मुखा सर्वे तमोचुर्भुषनिस्वना संयच्छवाजिना रश्मी सूतया शनैशन मुखम द्रक्ष्याम राम से दुर्दर्शम नो भविष्य आयसम हृदय नूनम राम मतुरशय यदेवर्भ प्रतिमे वनम याति नृतकृत्या वै देही छाएवानुगता पति न जहातिरता धर्मे मेरुमर्क प्रभा यथा 
ಅಹೋಲಕ್ಷ್ಮಣಸಿಧಾರ್ಥಸತತಂಪ್ರಿಯವಾದಿನಂ ಅಥರಾಜಾವೃತಸ್ತ್ರೀಭಿರ್ದೀನಾಭಿರ್ದೀನಚೇತನಃ ಪರಿಪೂರ್ಣಶಶೀಕಾಲೆ ಗ್ರಹೇಣೋಪ್ಲುತೋಯಥಾಶ್ರೀಮಾನಚಿಂತ್ಯಾತ್ಮಾಮೋದಶರಥಾತ್ಮಜಃ ಪತಿತೈರಭ್ಯವಹಿತಂಪ್ರಣನಾಶಮಹೀರಜಹೃದಿತಾಶ್ರುಪರಿಧ್ಯೂನಂ ನಿಪಪಾತೈವುಖೇನ ಕೃತ್ತಮೂಲಇವ್ರುಮಃತಹಲಾಶಬ್ದೋಜ್ಯೇರಾಮಸ್ಯಪೃಷ್ಠತಃ ರಾಜಾನಮ್ಮಾತರಂಚೈವದರ್ಶಾನುಗತೌಪಥೀ ಮಾತುಶ್ಚಸಹಿತಂಶಕ್ತಸ್ತೋತ್ರೈರ್ನುನ್ನಇವದ್ವಿಪಹಾ ಅಸಕತ್ಪ್ರೈಕ್ಷತಸತಾಮೃತ್ಯಂತೀಮಿವಮಾತರಂ ವ್ರಜತೋಪಿಹಯಾಂಚೀಘ್ರಂ ಚೋದಯಾಮಸಾರಥಿ 
यमिच्छेत्पुनरायात नैनम दूर मनुव्रजेत इत्यमात्या महाराज मोचुर्दशरथं वचहा तेशाम वचस्सर्वगुणोपपन्न प्रस्विन्न गात्र प्रविशन्न रूपहा निशम्य राजाग्रबनस्सभार्यो व्यवस्थितस्तम् सुतमीक्षमानहा इत्यार्षे श्रीमद्रामायने वाल्मी Ayodhya Kanda, Canto 40 Going clockwise round Dasharatha as a token of respect, Sita, Rama and Lakshmana greet him. Accompanied by Sita, Sri Rama salutes Kausalya. Lakshmana too hails Kausalya first and then his own mother, Sumitra. Sumitra, for her part, tenders salutary advice to her son. The princess and the princess Having mounted the chariot, Sumantra flicks the horses. The citizens that had assembled closely follow the chariot, but unable to keep pace with its swift movement, they return desolate. Dasharatha too runs after the chariot along with Kausalya and others, but being unable to walk, begins to totter and stops short on the road, yielding to the remonstrances of his wise ministers. Clasping the feet of and bowing to the king, Sri Rama and Sita, as well as Lakshmana, who felt miserable because of their inability to be of any service to their aged parents, forthwith went round him clockwise with folded hands. Duly obtaining leave of him and accompanied by Sita, Sri Rama, a scion of Raghu, who knew what is right and stood through desolate grief of his mother, bowed to Kausalya. Following at the heels of his brother, Lakshmana too greeted Kausalya, then he clasped the feet of his own mother, Sumitra. Smelling as a token of affection the head of the mighty-armed Lakshmana, who was saluting her, the mother, who wished well of him, spoke weeping to that son of hers as follows. Excessively fond as you are of your kinsman Rama, you have been permitted by me to dwell in the forest with your eldest brother. But do not neglect, my son, the service of your brother Rama, who is going with you. He alone is your refuge, whether in adversity or in affluent circumstances, O sinless one. Such is the rule of conduct followed by the virtuous in the world that a younger brother should be subject to the control of his elder brother. To practice charity, to consecrate oneself for sacrificial performances and to drop one's body on the field of battle alone, these indeed constitute the conduct appropriate to this race of the Raghus for all time. Having exhorted Lakshmana as aforesaid, the said Sumitra repeatedly said to the celebrated Sri Rama, a scion of Raghu, who was loved by all and was bent on leaving for the forest, Fair forth, fair forth, may all be well with you. She said to Lakshmana again, No Rama to be Dasharatha as your father. Look upon Sita, the daughter of Janaka, as myself, your mother, 
and esteem the forest as Ayodhya, your home, and depart, dear son, happily. Then Sumantra, who was meek and knew how to behave politely, submitted with folded hands as follows to Sri Rama, a scion of Kakutstha, even as Matali, the charioteer of Indra, would to Indra, the ruler of gods. Mount the chariot, O highly illustrious prince, may all be well with you. I shall speedily take you to whatever place you will direct me to go. Indeed, those fourteen years that have to be spent by you in the forest as directed by the queen, Kaikei, are to be considered as having commenced this very day. Having decked herself with the articles of wearing apparel and ornaments bestowed on her by her father-in-law, Sita, who had comely limbs, mounted with a delighted mind that chariot which was resplendent like the sun. Having carefully arranged in the hinder part of the chariot the raiments and jewels which her father-in-law, duly taking into account the period of her exile in the forest, had bestowed on Sita, while she was ready to accompany her husband to the forest, and even so the sets of weapons and the pieces of armour he had given to the two brothers, as well as the basket covered with leather and the spade, the true brothers, Sri Rama and Lakshmana, then quickly mounted the aforesaid chariot, which was decked in gold and shone like fire. Seeing the three exiles, of whom Sita constituted the third, mounted on the chariot, Sumantra drove the horses, which were thought highly off and wide in speed with the velocity of the wind. Sri Rama, a sign of Raghu, having departed for the great forest of Dandaka for a long term, unconsciousness, however, prevailed among the people in the city. There was unconsciousness in the army, including even horses and elephants, as well as among the people visiting Ayodhya from the districts. Confounded and flurried, with its elephants in rut, highly excited and resonant with the tinkling of the ornaments of its horses, the aforesaid city of Ayodhya was filled with great noise. Sore stricken with agony, that city, including the youngsters as well as the old people, rushed towards Sri Rama in the same way as one oppressed with the sun would rush towards water. Clinging to the sides and back of the chariot, with their faces turned towards him and bathed with tears, all submitted to Sumantra in a loud voice. Hold in the reins of the horses, O charioteer, and drive slowly and slowly. We would behold the countenance of Sri Rama, which would henceforth be difficult to behold. The heart of Kausalya, Sri Rama's mother, is surely and undoubtedly made of steel in that it does not get riven even when her son, who resembles an offspring of gods, is departing for the forest. Sita, a princess of the Videha kingdom, has done what ought to be done inasmuch as she follows her husband like a shadow and, devoted to her duty, does not leave him any more than the light of the sun forsakes Mount Meru. O Lakshmana, you are accomplished of purpose in that you are going to serve your godlike brother who is ever disposed to speak kind words to all. Indeed, this constitutes your great wisdom. 
this is your great good fortune and this is the way to heaven for you that you're following Sri Rama. Saying so, those men could not restrain their tears that had already welled up in their eyes and followed their beloved Sri Rama, the delight of the Ikshvakus. Meanwhile, surrounded by his consorts, who were all feeling miserable and distressed in mind, the king sallied forth from his palace, saying, I shall see my beloved son. In front of him was heard the great noise of crying women, resembling the trumpeting of she-elephants on a lordly elephant, the leader of their herd, having been bound with chains. At that time, the father of Sri Rama, the glorious king Dasharatha, a scion of Kakutstha, looked lustreless indeed, like the full moon overshadowed by Rahu during a lunar eclipse. The illustrious son of Dasharatha, Sri Rama, on the other hand, of inconceivable firmness, commanded the charioteer in the words, Let the chariot be driven fast. Sri Rama commanded the celebrated charioteer in the words, Move on. And the people following the chariot likewise said to him, Stop. Urged both ways on the road, the charioteer, however, could do neither. The dust raised on the road even as the mighty armed Sri Rama drove out of the city for the forest settled down due to the tears that fell from the eyes of the citizens following at his heels. Full of lamentation and tears and therefore doleful in appearance at the departure of Sri Rama, the citizens of Ayodhya who were stricken with deep agony and commenced wailing loudly became unconscious. Tears born of agony caused by separation from Sri Rama flowed from the eyes of women like drops of water from lotuses shaken by the commotion of fish. Seeing the city reduced to singleness of mind, the glorious king for his part fell down precipitately like a tree cut at the root. Perceiving the king's sore distressed and suffering agony, an outcry thereupon rose from the mouths of men in the rear of Sri Rama. Seeing him wailing with the inmates of his gynecium, some people cried out, O Rama, while others exclaimed, O Rama's mother. Looking back, Sri Rama forthwith beheld the king, dejected and perplexed in mind, as well as his own mother, Kausalya, following him on the road. Bound by the cord of duty, he did not openly gaze on them any more than a foal caught in a snare would look at its dam. Seeing them walking, though worthy of a chariot, unworthy of suffering and deserving of comfort, he commanded the charioteer, in the words, drive fast. Even as an elephant urged on with goads is unable to look behind, Sri Rama, a tiger among men, too, was unable to bear the distressing sight of his father and mother following him on foot. Kausalya, Sri Rama's mother, rushed forth after Sri Rama as a cow that has given birth to a calf and whose calf stands tied at the stall would run to meet it while returning to its stall from the pasture. 
Shri Rama repeatedly gazed on his aforesaid mother Kausalya, who was weeping as above and following the chariot as though dancing, crying, Rama, O Rama, O Sita, O Lakshmana, and shedding tears for the sake of Shri Rama, Lakshmana, and Sita. The king, on the one hand, exclaimed, saying, Stop! while Sri Rama, a scion of Raghu, called out, Go on, proceed. In this way, Sumantra's mind was placed in a dilemma as one would feel while standing between two revolving wheels. Sri Rama said to him, even when twitted by the king on going back to Ayodhya for not carrying out his orders, you will say, I did not hear your call. Prolongation of this agony caused by witnessing the sad plight of my aged and feeble parents would prove most calamitous. Carrying out the behest of Sri Rama and taking leave of that crowd which was following at his heels, the aforesaid charioteer urged on the horses that were already moving ahead to go fast. Mentally going round Sri Rama clockwise, the king's men returned to the king's presence with their body, which could not keep pace with the chariot, though they accompanied Sri Rama with their mind to the forest. The commonalty, however, did not return even with their body, as they did not return with their mind, which was possessed of a quick speed. On returning to the king's presence, the ministers submitted to Emperor Dasharatha as follows. One should not follow to a long distance him whom one wishes to see come back. Hearing their submission, the king, who was endowed with all virtues and felt miserable, stopped short, gazing with his consorts on his celebrated son, Sri Rama, perspiring all over his body and wearing a most dejected appearance. Thus ends Canto 40 in the Ayodhya Kanda of the glorious Ramayana of Valmiki, the work of a Rishi and the oldest epic.